When you have the right recon process in place, it's easy to stay ahead of the game. Put your recon on cruise control today with iRecon, the solution built directly in Viato that obliterates recon inefficiencies and accelerates your used car sales. Visit viato.com. Welcome to Daily Drive. For Thursday, December 15th, 2022, I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News. And I'm Kellen Walker. Today on the show, Elon Musk dumps more than $3.5 billion in Tesla stock. Toyota, Denso, and IBM team up to boost Japan's chip supply. And Ford mulls a U.S. battery plant with China's CATL. Plus, we'll hear from one of the leading executives in the pursuit of driverless technology. Aurora Innovation CEO, Chris Ermson. Some people, you know, had the combination of capabilities, capital, people, and technology to go in partnerships to go succeed, and, and that's kind of how we've positioned Aurora from, from day one. Let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. For the fourth time this year, Tesla CEO Elon Musk has sold a big chunk of the EV maker's stock. Musk sold almost 22 million shares for more than $3.5 billion. That's according to a filing that surfaced late Wednesday. The transactions happened between Monday and Wednesday. Tesla shares have plunged 55% this year as investors grow increasingly concerned about Musk's $44 billion Twitter purchase. That's all on top of worries about rising interest rates, making cars more expensive for consumers, and demand issues in China, which happens to be Tesla's largest market after the U.S. Tesla stock is down about 9% over the last week, and no coincidence, Musk lost his number one spot on Bloomberg's ranking of the world's richest people. Toyota and Denso have partnered with some of Japan's top companies to produce cutting-edge next-generation computer chips by the end of the decade. That's as Japan races to boost its local source of semiconductors and regain its competitiveness. The new consortium is called Rapidus Corporation. In November, a Japanese government-backed agency tapped the new group to mass-produce two nanometer semiconductors in the coming year. Those chips will go into cars along with products such as robots, consumer electronics, and data centers. The push brings together Toyota and Denso with six other big Japanese blue chips, They include Sony Group, SoftBank, and NEC. The initiative got another boost this week when Rapidus announced that American tech heavyweight IBM will also cooperate to jointly develop the chip technology. Ford and China's contemporary Amperex Technology Company Limited are considering building a battery manufacturing plant in Michigan. It would be a complex arrangement designed to reap new tax benefits without running afoul of U.S.-China political issues. The state has emerged along with Virginia as a potential home of the multi-billion dollar facility. That's according to people familiar with the matter who spoke with Bloomberg News. The factory would provide lithium iron phosphate batteries for Ford's electric models. The companies are weighing a novel ownership structure, Ford would own 100% of the plant, including the building and the infrastructure, while CATL would operate the factory and own the technology to build the cells. Such an arrangement could allow the facility to qualify for lucrative production tax credits under the new Inflation Reduction Act, while requiring no direct financial investment from CATL. Sources say the Chinese government has discouraged CATL from investing in the U.S., due to tensions with Beijing's top geopolitical rival. And Honda could soon have vehicles ready for advanced over-the-air updates. The Japanese automaker will use the 11th generation Accord 
as a testbed for its first integration of Google. It's a step that promises the future ability to make changes in existing vehicles. Honda will offer the system called Google Built-In on the top touring trim only. It virtually tethers the vehicle to its owner via their Google profile to enable a connected in-car experience without the use of a cell phone. Google Built-In has three key apps, Google Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Store. Google Assistant is at the center of it all, providing an answer to fussy onboard voice recognition systems. And those are today's headlines. Jamie, I'm currently in San Jose, Costa Rica right now, and I'm really surprised at the amount of diesel vehicles out here. But what's crazy is, aren't diesel starting to fall off in the rest of the world? Yeah, the developing world seems to kind of really need them and they're, you know, cheaper and they're uh, kind of fuel efficient in their own way. But they also produce a lot of uh, soot, smog, pollutants in, uh, in the atmosphere. Of course, in Europe and the U.S., especially since VW's Dieselgate, it's really been a sharp decline in the in the use of diesel. We just saw some numbers today from LMC that in Western Europe now about one in six new car sales is uh, diesel powered. Just in the spring of 2019, it was double that. Wow. Well, coming up, it's been a shaky year at times for self-driving technology. We'll hear from Aurora Innovation CEO, Chris Ermson, about how he views the future of the technology that he helped pioneer. That's next on Daily Drive. Slate Money is a weekly roundup of the most important stories from the world of business and finance. Hosted by Felix Salmon, Elizabeth Spires, and me, Emily Peck. Confused by crypto? Can't keep up with the metaverse? Wondering why the price of just about everything keeps rising? The Slate Money podcast is here for you. Listen to Slate Money every Saturday morning, wherever you get your podcasts. Warning, your reconditioning process needs attention. Unexpected shortages and delays can throw off even the most routine recon work, slowing your sales and eating into your bottom line. Identify and fix reconditioning inefficiencies to turn your inventory faster with iRecon. This reconditioning solution, built directly in V-Auto, keeps you in control of your service department and puts your recon on cruise control. With real-time alerts and reports, iRecon helps you get ahead of potential issues before they become costly problems. You'll be able to track who's doing the work and how long tasks are taking, see the status of any vehicle in an instant, and make adjustments where needed. And it's all done in an easy-to-use dashboard you can customize to fit your workflow. Obliterate inefficiencies and accelerate your used car sales only with iRecon. Run your personal recon diagnostics with us today and put your process on cruise control. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters with Kellen Walker. If you heard my recent interview with GM CEO Mary Barra, we touched on the wide range of attitudes towards self-driving technology. Barra remains steadfast in her position that autonomous driving will revolutionize our roadways and the auto industry. GM's robo-taxi unit Cruise is expanding. But another key player, aligned with Ford and VW, Argo AI, recently shut down, which has fueled skepticism about whether AVs are really anywhere near ready for prime time. Chris Ermson is one of the pioneers of autonomous driving technology, which he helped develop since the early 2000s. He's now the CEO of Aurora Innovation, which is working in the trucking and logistics space. 
Urmson spoke with our own Pete Bigelow at Automotive News Congress in Detroit last week. Here's a piece of their conversation. Chris, there's a big question out there that I'm just going to kind of pull the ripcord on here and start out with um, obviously a lot of seismic events in the self-driving industry this year, this fall in particular. And I think a lot of people perhaps here in the audience are wondering where self-driving technology stands here in late 2022 and, and is this a viable thing? No, we're just totally screwed. Uh, <laughs> no, I, like I actually uh, look at where we are today and I honestly couldn't be more excited that what we see is what plays out of the natural progression of any and every industry. And I've been saying this for six, seven years that we were going to see consolidation much like the automotive industry that at the beginning of the 1900s, there was 250 car companies in the US. By the 1930s, there were three. Right? If you look at the search engine space, there were dozens of companies, and now there's really like one and a quarter. Um, right? And it doesn't mean that the automotive industry isn't interesting. It doesn't mean that search is not, or you know, online advertising isn't interesting. It just means that some people you know, had the combination of capabilities, capital, people and technology to go and partnerships to go succeed. And, and that's kind of how we've positioned Aurora from, from day one is to be there, uh, to be a great partner for the folks we work with uh, and to deliver on our mission. On the other end of the spectrum of say an Argo shutting down, we have other CEOs and companies out there talking about how self-driving vehicles are, are either already here or are just around the corner in a widespread way. So we have on one hand a, a dire vision, on the other one that's perhaps very grandiose. Yeah. Uh, so how do you how do you effectively communicate where where the technology is in, in a realistic way today? Yeah, and I think that you know to take it further, I think five years ago a lot of people thought you know it's all here and it, you know next year it's going to be there, and if the automotive companies aren't delivering it. You know, they're going to be out of business in less than a decade. And like, I think any, most of us would have looked at that and rolled our eyes and said, no, that's not actually what's going to happen. But, you know, it, it was exciting, right? And I think there's a name for this, right? It's a point on the, the Gartner hype curve for what happens. And now, like you said, there's, despite what is really incredible progress, we have kind of the, we're kind of like in that valley of disillusionment and starting to pop out the other side, I think. And so, yeah, if you go to certain places in the U.S. today, you can get in a vehicle with nobody behind the steering wheel, and you can do that um, throughout the day, and you can get where you want to go. And that's kind of amazing, right? And, and so there's a couple of proof points already that this technology is starting to work in a real way. It's not yet scaled. It's not yet commercially viable. And that's kind of what's pushed Aurora to move in the direction that we have. So we're on the road today with trucks hauling goods for people today. Now, we have operators on the vehicles. Uh, they're there, of course, to, because we're not yet ready to release the software, release the system. Uh, but we expect, and we've been very transparent, we, you know, one of the things that's hard in this industry is understanding where people stand. And so we've shared a roadmap of how we get from here to getting the vehicles on the road with nobody in them, and we've been very public about that. What does that look like to go from where we're at today, where this is technically feasible, to your point? There's, there's vehicles on the road. Uh, when does this, how does this evolve to something that, uh, whatever scale looks like to you? Uh, you know, I don't know yeah. if there's a number you can put on that or, or yeah. not, but how does it evolve? A lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so so this has been, again, how we've thought about building our business from day one. And I, I couldn't agree more with what the, the speaker before me said about 
having to think about building your business in the spirit of partnership with others, right? And so at Aurora, we've said from day one, the thing we think we can be best in the world at is delivering the self-driving system, right? We understand we have people with incredibly deep experience in that space, uh, well, as deep experience you can have in an industry that's like, you know, call it 10 years old. Um, but we have some of the best people in the world in that. And then we've gone out to work with amazing companies. So in our partners today, we include uh, Volvo Trucks and Packard, which make about half the trucks sold in the US every year. We work with Toyota, the world's number one car manufacturer. Uh, we work with, on the carrier side, we work with FedEx, which is the largest carrier by tractor or trailer count in the US. We work with Warner, Schneider, Uber Freight. And we're seeing those customers see real value in what we're doing. And I think that's probably, you know, it's, it's no longer in this realm of, hey, that'd be cool technology. When we look in the freight space, we see just very clear demand and need that those customers are short drivers today. They're short 80,000 drivers in the industry today and I expect to be short 160,000 by the end of the decade. So they just can't, you know, they have no supply to de deliver on the demand they have. Their truck, their asset that is kind of a core driver of their economics is used less than half the day because their drivers are limited to 11 hours a day of operation. That core measure of their economic performance is uh, revenue per truck. With the Aurora driver, we expect to basically double that number because we won't have to stop at 11 hours a day. And so when you can take an industry and take the core economic driver of it and double it, like that's profound. Um, and so, yeah, we're, we're seeing the demand, we're seeing the technology come to meet that demand, and we're seeing it happen in a, in a space where the economics make dramatically more sense than they do in the near term in uh, moving people through the world. Well, I was going to ask you why you chose self-driving trucks as opposed to robo-taxis, uh, and I think you just answered that question. So uh, maybe I'll spin it to does robo-taxi, i.e. moving people, make sense at any point, and if so, when? When does that become uh, yeah. viable from a business perspective? So absolutely it does, right? And, and it will happen, and it's happening a little more slowly than some of us might have thought or hoped. Uh, but the opportunity to improve safety, the opportunity to uh, improve equitability of access, and the opportunity to make transportation more environmentally friendly and cheaper is there. Uh, but the fundamental unit economics are different. And the way I think about this is that we pay a truck driver about three times as much as we pay a ride-hailing driver. And so early on, entering a market where the unit economics are stronger makes a ton of sense. And then you can start to build up scale, drive down costs in the unit economics, and then go play and build the business into the segment that has tighter unit economics. You mentioned some of the partnerships that you have. Yeah. It's one thing to say, like, you know, we hear a lot of companies say, oh, we've got all these partnerships. What, is it, what does it mean to successfully partner with somebody, uh, in particular, when it comes to deploying a, a commercial trucking operation? Yeah, so as we think about um, building our platform, we know that the Aurora driver is going to be one part of delivering a safe product, delivering a performing product. The other part, of course, is going to be the safety systems in the vehicle and the ability to understand their failures. And then the third will be the operation of that platform out in the, out in the world. And so today we work with Packard and Volvo, uh, and they have engineering teams that are dedicated in taking their existing platforms and creating scalable, safe platforms that they can deploy to the market. And so that investment that they're making on their side to bring the platform up where it has the redundancies that are appropriate, where it has the power distribution, where it has the hard points for adding sensors, 
that's a really deep committed partnership and we work with those folks on a daily basis. On the other side, the folks, you know, I, I guess I think about this as this triangle of uh, people who make trucks, in our case, people who make drivers, and then people who use that driver and truck to go do something useful. And so today we pilot with those folks who use those trucks and we're pulling loads for them on a daily basis. They're learning what it means, what the limitations are, what the opportunities are, how it fits into their processes. And they're you know, getting really interested and excited by it. What are you learning about the technology as you're conducting those, those halls in Texas right now? So there, it's much less about the technology because we can you know, drive an empty truck down the road and we can see the stuff that we're going to encounter and kind of learn that part. It's how does it interface and how does the ecosystem work and how does this technology plug into it in a way that's creating value for them. Uh, one of the things that's interesting, turns out that a lot of the trailers that are out there don't meet the standards. Uh, and so understanding that we're going to have to work with that trailer pool, we're going to work to maintain and uplift that, upfit that trailer pool is, is an interesting lesson learned. Understanding how different parts of the uh, logistic industry operate through different hours of the day and the opportunity to stagger those operations to improve their efficiency is really interesting. So those are some of the examples. Chris Ermson is CEO of Aurora Innovation. He spoke with our own Pete Bigelow at Automotive News Congress in Detroit last week. You can hear the full conversation and all of our discussions on demand at autonews.com under the Events and Awards tab on our homepage. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. And I'm Kellen Walker. Thanks to Automotive News coordinating producer Jake Neer, along with our own Hans Greimel and Carly Schaffner for their help on today's podcast. You can get the latest news on self-driving technology, Tesla stock value, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. If you enjoy the podcast, remember to like, leave a review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. 